What's up, my dogs? I'm here with uh, not the normal one. I'm here with uh, Max Stapley, patron supported athlete. <laughs> How's it going, Max? I'm good, mate. I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, yeah, not bad. Change of mindset for me this week. Like, I was uh, been really disappointed the last few weeks, but you know what it's like. You have to just brush stuff aside, don't you, and pick yourself up and get on with it. So, uh, yeah, I've just basically uh, done that. But you're, uh, I see you're fresh from uh, grand final, racing the short course. Um, not like us 53 and 54 minute Ironman swimmers. You're uh, racing the racing the speedsters. How 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 was it? Oh, mate. I wasn't a speedster on the weekend. I got absolutely clobbered for two laps over the head, elbows to the mouth, everything. It was horrific. You, but no, yeah. Do you call that getting body bags? Is that the saying? Because I've seen a few people body. say it. Yeah. I just call it getting mauled, mate. <laughs> like, I got to the boy, like, I don't often get there in that position. And all I could see was whitewash and then just elbows and fists and kicks and everywhere. And it was just like, horrific i only got held under like the boy was all over the place i saw johnny at one point i was like oh what's going on and then it was just like just crazy when i see them races i always think it looks like absolute carnage when you see it the boys just people swimming over and you see people like stopped and you know like if that happens to you and you get stopped like that you're getting totally screwed aren't you you're just losing so much time yeah basically if you're not in the first like five or six guys you're getting you're starting to get like really mashed and then if you're like past 15, you're getting absolutely clobbered. Like, it's just like each man for himself, you know? There's a year actually, have you seen um, Gold Coast Grand Final in 2018 when Alistair, he was in there to like domestique someone or something, I can't remember. And he got like, he was he was pummeling people around the boy and he got sick of it and he just cut the can and just like swam off in the other direction. Really? Yeah. Have you not no, seen I'm... that? Yeah, was got... he literally the race halfway through yeah yeah and he got de- and he got dq'd and then he still kept going with the race and started like insulting some guys on the bike before the end of the race <laughs> i never get pummeled mate i'm normally too far off the back and put- <laughs> <laughs> i've normally got clean water but not for the right reasons <laughs> yeah um so uh yeah bit, it must have been a bit of a depressing mood amongst the gb guys then was it like Alex Yee losing the world title like I thought he was a dead cert for first or second in that like couldn't believe it yeah I mean look like it's not the outcome anyone wanted like I don't think we're going to lie about that like we we clearly wanted to win we were there to win and unfortunately it just didn't happen for us on the day I think there was a last minute change of the wetsuit because the tide kept coming in and out in and out in and out of this river like a weird river dynamic where like the tide would come in from the ocean and then the, the water would come down from the mountain and basically, like, in the morning, the water was, like, 17. So everyone was like, oh, for sure it's going to be a wetsuit. You know, we got in for the recce. It was freezing. And everyone was like, yeah, no doubt. No doubt it's wetsuit. And then the under-23 men, like, we get a message through while we're eating our rice. They're like, wetsuit illegal for the under-23 men. And like, what? What are you on about? Like, it's freezing. And then it was, like, 20.1. And then for our race, they say 21.2 water temperature. And I was just like this is ridiculous. Like, there's no way it's 21.2. And like, to be fair, it was a bit warmer than in the recce, but I reckon there were patches that were way, way under 20 degrees. So I don't know if they dipped the thermometer in like a section that was a bit warm or something, but like, I think like, to be fair to Alex, like he's a skinny bloke and that must be quite difficult, like jumping in that water, like, and getting cold, you know, basically. Yeah. That's interesting because my mate said that he did that once when it was like long course worlds. And he told me that water was absolutely freezing. Then they yeah. probably started that 
right in the morning. And that was probably why then, because like the tides, like you say, because he said it was like flipping freezing. So I thought like that would have been a wetsuit swim that. So I bet that, yeah, I can imagine that water was like grim. I hate swimming in like freezing cold water. Like. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing worse, is there, than like trying to go hard and, and you just got that like enveloping feeling of just freezing, freezing your balls yeah. off. <laughs> well, your missus had a good race though, didn't she? Second. Like, yeah, bloody hell. Been, like... Unbelievable. I mean, I wasn't too happy, obviously, with my, my own personal race, like whatever happened there. But seeing her the next day was just unbelievable, mate. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, a lot, obviously, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, that's great, whatever, like surprising. But I've seen her for a few months now and she's really gone to a, to a different level. So to run there at the front, like, I was freaking out, mate, on the side of the course. Like, obviously, I, like, my heart rate was through the roof. And, like, I was, I, I could just remember screaming to her, like, use your flipping head like use your head because she was front running front running and i was like these birds are just going to sit on the back of her and just like take her on lap three do you know what i mean and like yeah, then yeah. one girl got popped then she was still with beth and then i think beth just had a bit of an edge in her in the end but she said she just had a an unreal day and like couldn't feel her legs mate wow well so what will she have to do now to get to the olympics then like is she going to get picked do you think of that result or like how how does she go from that because that's got to be the aim isn't it to try and get selected for it yeah i mean like that's what everyone aspires to do right so you do itu to go to the olympics so um beth's now been picked because she hit the double double criteria so she podiumed paris and um and at the grand final but kate has done 50 percent of the criteria so the criteria is podium at, at two of them so she podiumed at one. Uh, that puts her in a really good position, obviously. But I think she's going to have to keep keep rolling with that momentum next year because obviously there's some really good girls as well at GB and super competitive. Like, obviously, probably one of the most competitive next to like the Germans and the and the US girls. So I think she's got a good shot, but she's got to keep pushing. Awesome. Anyway, have you got any um, highs and lows for the from the week? Any high? Can you pick any highs? Have you got any like to cheer Mate, you up? Like, to be fair, to be that? fair, I do have loads of highs. You know, like it wasn't the race I wanted. Um, obviously, my low was twisting my ankle before the race, and and kind of like knowing that it wasn't going to be a fun day out there. You know, like I went fully over on it, and I was in physio the night before, like icing and taping, and I was like, bloody, I got to race a World Series in like eight hours. But you know that that's my low but my high i got loads of highs mate like um we um we actually i got this funny story like i think this is like pretty pretty much the high of the week is so we went on a really nice ride the next day after the race because i think everyone was just a bit moody and like a bit like you know screw this like obviously ye boy was a bit like disappointed in that and i was like don't worry boys like i've got a really good route like let's do a really good route like we'll go out in the mountains because beautiful out in pontevedra you know like like that kind of region of Spain's really hilly, whatever. I was like, let's go out, let's go, let's go do it, let's go do a, a sick ride. So I kind of took the lads like up the up this road, like picturesque kind of like Spanish road. And then you boy like starts starts puncturing. And he's like, fuck, 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 pull over to the side, pull over to the side. So we pull over to the side of the road, it seals. And we're like, whew, that was a close call because we don't have any spares because we kind of just rolled out the hotel, you know, kind of a bit dusty, like, oh, let's go do 40K. And, um, and I was like, oh, wouldn't want to puncture because we don't have any spares. Literally five minutes later, mate, my back wheels, yeah, yeah, my back wheel starts feeling well soft. And I'm like, oh shit, lads, I think I've got a slow flat. And they were like, no, you don't. I was like, yeah, I think I do. So like literally 200 meters later, it's fully flat. And I was like looking around like, shit, we're in the middle of nowhere, Northern Spain, like barely even in a town, mate. And I was like, oh, what are we going to do? And I was just like, went around the corner. I said, oh, 
right, I can see some cars around there. Like if there's cars, there must be some people. So kind of walked, walked my bike around the corner and then I could hear like this music kind of humming in the corner. I was like, oh, there's a pub. So they're, they're, having, they're having a bit of a piss up on a, on a Sunday afternoon. And uh, so I walked in the pub and I was like, is there any way of getting a taxi back to Pontevedra? Because uh, I've got a flat. And uh, one of the guys turned around. He said, mate, it's 2 p.m. on a Sunday. You're not getting a taxi out here. <laughs> and I was like, well, how am I going to get back to the hotel? As have any, have any of you got a tube? Like, you know, like kind of taking the piss. You got fucking, you got a tube. And then one of the guys comes out. He's like, oh, I reckon, I reckon my mate has a tube. <laughs> he like walks out the pub. Um, and he's like, come with me. So we start walking down the road at like, you know, I'm like, where's this guy taking me? And we go to his mate's house. His mate's not there. He's like, oh, I've got another mate that rides bikes. He'll have a tube. So we go to the next house. That guy's not there. No tube. And I was like, well, mate. He's like, oh, yeah, this is pretty shit. And he's like, wait, I know one last guy that might have a tube, but I need to take you there on a quad bike. So he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, he lives up a trail like like 1K down the road. I was like, mate, like, come on, mate, what, the, what is this? You know, and this guy, like, he's like, wait here, wait here. Two minutes later, brah, this guy comes around on a quad. He's like, get on the back. So I'm on the back of the quad, bike on the shoulder, strapped around this bloke that I've never met. And he's like rolling at like 30, 40K an hour on this quad bike. And then Alex and Barkley are following me. We take a steep left up this trail, up to this like picturesque kind of Spanish house, stone walls or whatever. And this like little old guy comes out of the door. He's like, oh, I heard you guys need a tube. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, follow me. We go down his garden. He opens up this like bike shed, mate, like bikes everywhere, workshop, the lot, like park tool. He's like, don't worry, sit down. I'll fix your bike. And I was like, what, what the hell's happening? Like, this is ridiculous. And um, Alex like makes up the hill. Barkley makes up the hill. And his family, like this old guy's family starts like slowly coming out the, out the, out the house. And they're just freaking out. They're happy to see people. You know, they're like, wow, yeah, great. Where are you from? England, whatever. Yeah, you're racing the world champs, blah, blah, blah. And this guy's like fixing my bike. And I turn around and like trying to make small chat. And I'm like, oh, Alex is an Olympic gold medalist. (laughs) And they start losing their mind. They're like, oh, Olympic gold, Olympic gold. Like they start getting photos, like cameras, like the the craziest, craziest thing ever. And then so he fixes my back wheel and he's like, do you want to stay for lunch? I was like, oh, I can't, you know, our girlfriends are racing in like two hours. Like we were starting to stress out. I thought I was going to miss a race. And so like, well, we're really sorry. We can't. So I gave this guy some Morton gels and a Morton bar just to say thank you. <laughs> Morton move. <laughs> <laughs> I made the Morton move. <laughs> and then, um, and then, yeah, we just kind of rode back down the hill, but it was the craziest, like half an hour, like going around this village with this random guy and, and all of a sudden get my, my back wheel moved. So that was a long high, but that was, that was definitely a high after a bit of a shitty race. Um, uh, that, that is a good story. You must've been speaking Spanish don't Wendy, cause you can speak all kinds of languages, can't you? Arabic, Spanish, French, like bloody everything. <laughs> like. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I went in the pub and kind of like, with my my finest Spanish, I asked if anyone could drive me down to Pontevedra, and I ended up. I never the... get that. I never because I can't talk Spanish. I they're just like no, no, like no. Silent, silent. <laughs> Morton though is a great way to pay people, isn't it? Like I've paid powerful pensioner numerous times with Morton for doing stuff. Right, <laughs> like uh, it's like a currency, isn't it? In itself. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> Alex was saying to me like, "How are we going to pay this guy? He's just spent like twenty minutes fixing your bike. He's given you a tube," and I was like, "I don't have any cash." And well, I that's reached... why you said he's Olympic champion because you knew they'd be happy with the pictures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> gonna... <laughs>
but he had his son there and his son like uh rides like downhill mountain bikes i was like oh he'll know what morton is because i can't give this old geezer like a gel a 100 gel 100 <laughs> and then so i just whipped out a bar and a gel and i gave it to the kid and he was buzzing he was like oh thanks so much like i love morton <laughs> <laughs> did he really yeah so yeah had, uh, was there any more stories from the weekend do they have like an after party at these then because like the grand final surely there must be if you're gonna have a party i imagine like you guys would uh that would be the one, wouldn't it? Because it's pretty much season ender, isn't it? For most of the people there. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, mate, there used to be like big parties, like big organized parties. There was a guy called Ryan Sissons. I don't know if you remember him. He used to I've organize. Yeah. Yeah. Zealander. Yeah. He's a New Zealander. Yeah. He used to, he used to organize all the parties and like he's retired. So it's kind of like dropped off a bit. And I think since COVID people have got a bit more serious, a bit more boring. So you don't get the same kind of big, like, blowouts but yeah i think there's a few people went for a few drinks but we had an early flight so and kate was in doping for flipping ages mate so uh we didn't manage to we didn't manage to get out no but we had a nice meal which is it sounds boring but that's all we could manage getting old mate wait until you get fat it's all gonna be even more downhill for that (laughs) (laughs) have you got any highs and lows have I, mate? My bit, my main high is just uh, it's, it's a bit boring compared to you, mate. That's why I get you on because you've got all the good stories. Mine is, <laughs> <laughs> mine is just. Uh, I always find it hard to think of these like on the spot. I really need to write them down as I go because I, once I finish the podcast, I'm always like, oh, I should have said this. Mine, may mine is basically just a change in my mindset, mate. Like after that, like I said at the start of the podcast, like I'm just looking ahead to bigger things, uh, like my next race. I'm feeling a lot more positive as well and uh, just enjoying the train. Actually, I'm enjoying the swimming, mate, at the moment. Got a nice are little you? group. Up. Yeah, I'm doing some of the sets that I remember you saying that you were doing. Were you? Um, yeah, I did um, one the other day, the one what you said where you did 100 fast, 50 easy. Yeah. Uh, did that. Um, so, yeah, basically some of the stuff what I remember you saying, we've been uh, reeling through them. I'm going to have to get some more sets off you, but we've, uh, yeah, we're basically doing, we're on the Max Stapley plan, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, that's good that's that's good that's one, good one of, my, one of my biggest swim weeks i've done back for, for a long while i mean it's a bit compared to what you do it's uh nothing but it was like 23 point something k i think first that's week back. yeah so i'm gonna try and hit like 23 25 and it was a lot of good sessions in there as well like a lot of decent ones hitting some good times did like a, a 2100 one where you're swimming like you know fairly fast like 90 off 90 seconds um that one where you do like 100 e- 100 hard 50 easy um, yeah off the back like five four hundreds yeah um, and another one like three by k so yeah getting some decent getting some decent sessions in mate uh, but um need a few more for the next week <laughs> <laughs> mate I'll, I'll, I'll send you i'll send you through a pdf <laughs> getting on the plan yeah i'm on the program <laughs> nice so yeah and then lows have i got any lows god I'm trying to think really what was the big low Really got a, I'm really got a low. I reckon I'm gonna have, a, I might have a lower or high after tomorrow for next week because I'm actually doing daddy daycare for the first time uh, since Arabella's been born. And I've got to look after her for Laura's first day at work, so uh, that's gonna be, uh, that's gonna be interesting. I think there's definitely gonna be some stories on that. Like, I hope there's not tears all day. That's, uh, that's what I'm praying for. Hey, you be fine. I saw you in font. You're a natural. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just set her up at the poker table, mate. Should Set her up fine. on the poker table, yeah. You should see her, mate. God, she's like strong now. Like it's jumping up and down all the time. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's amazing how quick they grow. Um, wow. So what should we talk about next then? What do you reckon? 
main subject. I don't know. You seen you seen any you seen anything that's kind of uh kind of caught your eye? I, I something something that happened at, at the grand final that I think was a big talking point, and this is kind of a bit uh a bit a bit of a dampener on the show, but I think it's important to to address it is we had um we had someone from the uh international testing agency come give us a speech before the race and i thought about you when it was happening actually because i tell i thought to myself bloody hell i remember listening to joe saying that before texas they had the same thing and then colin popped two weeks later or something so that kind of um i think sent shivers around the room really everyone was kind of looking around at each other a bit like uh what's going on here you know like uh so i don't know i wonder i wonder if anyone's been 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 popped or or if they have some strong suspicions or anything so I think it's good that the conversation is still going because obviously you had that initial interest, like obviously not interest, but outrage when Colin Colin got done. And then um, it's kind of faded a bit ever since, hasn't it? Like people were yeah, going yeah. crazy about it. And then, and then now like it's, it's business as usual. So um, it was, I think it was good to have that speech. And I think like the under 23s got it and uh, the elites got it as well. So I think if people can keep talking about it, it's really important for the clean athletes, you know? The, the ITA woman, that were one of them, like she was uh, out in um, like Nice before the World Champs and it was before like the presentation and stuff. And she like spoke to me and she said, oh, I've heard some of the articles that you've done or like recently, I'd love to have a chat with you in more detail. And I wish I got a name because I really wanted to speak to her about some of the stuff, um, but I didn't. But um, I'll ha- hopefully if she listens to this or anything, she might make contact or something because it'd be great to chat to her. But um one thing what happened to me when I was in Antibes, I got tested and it was from like the Ironman people doing the test. Yeah. And I thought it was, uh, the, I thought all the testing for Ironman was done by the ITA. So I said to them like, oh, are you um, guys part of the, uh, is that part of the ITA then? They said, oh, no, no, this is just an Ironman one. And I said, so where, where do the results go then? You know, like, do they go to just Ironman or does like anyone else get them as well? They said, oh, no, these results will just go to Ironman. Like, no one else will, will get these, and it's purely, you know, up to Ironman to get them. So I said, oh, so, like, what, what, so what? Once Ironman get the results, they can do whatever they want. So they can either go public, you know, come out with stuff, or not if they want to. And they said, well, yeah, if they want to. Like, it's, up, it's literally purely up to them. They're the ones that are paying for it. So apparently these uh, results just go to them, and uh, it's up to them what they do with it. I mean... That meant that, and that I thought that was really interesting because then you heard that I read an article recently from that triathlete magazine where Andrew Messick said that he this is a quote from him saying that we've had some we've been to cast with some of the biggest athletes in the sport we thought we had them cold um and they managed to you know get they managed to like get off on I guess on a technicality and these names will never make make the light of day which is so interesting because it makes you think like, oh, so some of these tests, I guess what Ironman, you know, they're finding some athletes. Some of these names aren't even coming out in public because they're somehow going to cast and getting it overturned on a technicality. Whatever that technicality is, I have no idea. But I mean, now it all makes sense because I thought originally the ITA ITA was doing all the testing and it was like between them and Ironman, there was loads of things and it was actually quite hard to do a cover-up, but it actually makes you think. Potentially, it wouldn't be if they didn't want to. Um I mean, I think like there's probably um, some right dodgy stuff going on. To be honest, like hope, like I, hopefully they will catch some more people, and there will be someone that gets caught, you know, from that. But just seems like the te- seems like the testers are always one step behind, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think that's that's what that's what the guy mentioned in his speech as well. Is like, you know, he can only act on 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 positive tests. You know, like the, you can have suspicions, you can have whatever. But what was interesting as well, what he said, which I thought was like was actually. I don't know. It, it almost felt like he was, he was, he was saying something to us 
in terms of because obviously he was saying like come speak to me if you have you know any dinner room conversations even rumors like anything that seems a that's bit what off. They said to us as well they said really? that to us yeah yeah they said that to us and uh you're thinking well that's a bit weird <laughs> you can have rumors like you know yeah. on someone so they can start stitching someone up couldn't you, you but, he, I mean? but he said he said he said to us so even if you have like even if you think it's like the smallest little thing like i've i've, I've thought to myself like Bloody hell, this, this guy sounds like a, you know, like um, a detective. Like it sounded a bit like what a detective would tell you like in, after a crime. And, and, and he said, you know, if you've got the slightest little thing, come to us and it can help us put the final piece of a puzzle because we've got the information on the blood passports. We've got the information on who changes their hour. We've got the information on who's training in locations like that are very difficult to access for testers. And I'm like sitting there like almost saying to myself, this guy's telling us to just like help <laughs> you I know what you're thinking because we've had so many fucking stories, haven't we? Yeah. Like, I've got so many fucking stories. I could go to town on it. Like, the yeah. amount of stories I've had, fucking hell, they'd have a field day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't, I was thinking, I was like, what's that? It? It's just hard to come out of it on something like this, isn't it? Because you can't start coming out and saying what you've heard and stuff like yeah. that, you know, because you just get cancelled, wouldn't you? But, you know, tell him to contact me. I'll have a fucking field day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll send you the athlete briefing. He's got his email in there. So, there you go. But, yeah, no, <laughs> it's crazy. We've heard so many rumors, haven't we? Because you, you know, because like, we've spoke about it offline, haven't we, and stuff. And there's a lot in there behind the yeah. scenes that you get. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing is, is, is I think there's an overarching feeling among the athletes of like you hear this stuff, but first of all, you got no proof. That's the main yeah. thing. You got no proof. So at the end of the day, it's just a rumor. Second, you're not going to start acting on that rumor because then you'll exactly. look like you'll look like the bitter one, and you'll look like the one that um yeah has got it in for someone so you're not going to come out and be like oh i've heard such and such about such and such at such and such time because people will just be like oh well, staples bitter because he's, yeah, he's, he's you know? beating your base yeah say, they? so, so like, basically the clean athletes or athletes that have heard stuff just sit there and just go well it's not my responsibility to say anything because i don't want to get in trouble or i don't want to get a bad name or i don't get whatever when that information could actually be really useful yeah no totally yeah no it would be i i wonder how much these guys know maybe these guys... yeah i don't know man i was like i was sitting there listening to him thinking bloody hell like this but do you know what i mean like just the fact that he says we know who changes their times we know who he's got the blood passports it's like he's he must have some people like just ready to pop do you know what i mean well tom decker said that when we had him on the podcast that when he failed the test he ended up speaking to one of the people like I guess who looks at the blood passport yeah. and stuff, and they said that we were ninety nine percent sure that you would um, were taking drugs, but we just couldn't prove it. You know, we just needed the final one. But I guess that's why they were like testing or like going through old samples yeah. when they had more tests because that was how he ended up getting caught. Was like they had a new test that came out, so they tested retroactively some of the old testing ones, and then they caught him like that. So I guess with the passport, with some athletes, they must be like, I'm pretty sure he's doing it, but I haven't got the evidence, but. I'm also wondering as well if how much of the people now are actually taking performance enhancing drugs compared to how many are actually doing a safer option, which would give a huge performance gain. And that is abusing the two system yeah. and getting doctors to prescribe them stuff that they don't really need. And yeah. how, I mean, it would be so hard to say that someone doesn't need it because if you're seeing a doctor and the doctor's saying that you've got this problem and you need it, if, even if you haven't, 
how can you go against the doctor's word? You know, they've got the qualification and they're putting their name on the line. And I think that a lot of athletes are probably doing that as a safer halfway option where they can get some decent performance benefits, but don't actually have to worry about failing a test because they've got the two basically legally letting them take the performance enhancing drugs that normal people wouldn't be allowed. And I think that that's actually probably quite a big thing, you know, and I think yeah, a lot of people have done that route. Definitely. And I, you know, I, I know from personal experience, like with people within our, our close circle that TUEs can be justified. There can be reasons for someone to need a specific medication, whether that be uh, a serious illness or whatever, or like, but, but it's for sure. Like what, what's to say, you've got a dodgy doctor or some guy that's just like, Oh mate, you look a bit tired. You need a bit of, you know, your testosterone's a bit low this week. Uh, here you go. Here's a TUE for testosterone that gets approved. Uh, you know, here's a, here you need, Oh, you look a bit weak, mate. Here's some HGH or I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not a bloody, I'm not a doctor, but it, it just seems like you said, like very easy for a doctor with maybe not, not that much of a, of a, of a moral compass to just be like, well, yeah, no problem, mate. We'll do you a bunch of TUEs. You'll get 10, 15% gain. And totally, mate. There you go. Pre pre prednisolone, that's the weapon of choice, what they're all on nowadays, mate. That's that? uh, prednisolone. That's the weapon of choice that they're all on all on now. Like, really? I'm telling you. What yeah, does that do? Like, God knows, it's a steroid, but it's easily accessible, and they use it a lot in hospitals, um, and it's very easy to get a two for it. And uh, long-term use of that, mate. God, mate. Your... <laughs> we, just, we, just gotta keep, we just gotta keep fighting the good fight, eh? And uh... got to, you just give it the best you can, and hope that you know you do your best results, and you get the best, you achieve the best. Yeah. It's just a shame some people that's not enough for them, isn't it? You know, and they have yeah. to push the extra. And it's like the people that cheat in Monopoly, isn't it? You know, yeah. like you can't never play the game. You turn your eye, and they're stealing fucking two hundred pound notes out of the bank, <laughs> aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh well, fuck it. So, what's next for you then, Florida? Florida, yeah. So, just training hard for that, really. When's that? Uh, that is five. That was five weeks. Uh, Saturday just gone. So, you know, oh, nearly just under five weeks now. Also, one thing that I did see on the weekend was I don't know if you saw it when because you were uh, out cycling and then cheering your missus on was the woman in the Berlin <laughs> marathon broke the woman's world record second i think it was her second marathon i saw that her pb went from two hours 34 to what do you reckon have you seen this have you seen uh, this yeah i've seen it i've seen it but i didn't i didn't believe it when someone told me two hours 11 mate negative split 66 20 so world record pace by quite a bit on the way out like the world record was 214 so she was 40 seconds up on world record pace through halfway inning and then negative splitted it with a 65.30 for the second half as well, which was like basically a minute and a half quicker than the average pace of the world record in the second half. And I was watching it, like, well, I watched, like, I, went, I skipped through it and watched bits when I got back. But her last few Ks were only, I think, three seconds a kilometre. She was running for the last, like, three, four K slower than Elliot Kipchoge, who only had, like, a 30-second lead. She was fucking blind, mate. Honestly, I reckon her what? last K was Kipchoge. <laughs> I didn't know that. I just knew the time. And I mean, is that, that's like what, 306Ks or something, someone said. Uh, I think it was, yeah, 306, 305, something like that. Yeah, that's it's, disgusting. Uh, yeah, it's all about the shoes though, mate. Hey, <laughs> you know, the shoes, a bit of hard work, altitude. It gets Double you the time. Shoes, Threshold. 
Double threshold, loads of lactate strips. You know the game. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, honestly, man, like seeing that, like, I mean. What's the, what's the next race for you then? For me, I am now currently in Twickenham at the stadium. I'm actually in the Marriott that's on the stadium. So uh, so I'm, I'm waiting for a flight tomorrow to LA because we, we are meant to be racing Super League Malibu next Saturday or this Saturday. But there's been, a, there's been an issue, mate. There's a protected fish species in Malibu. Now, I'm not exactly sure what the problem is, but there's a fish and that fish is causing havoc, mate. They're threatening to cancel the event. Tom Usadek and he's like, you're not used to being in the water. <laughs> been in there too long they need to pull him out <laughs> yeah <laughs> so apparently this fish uh has flooded into the ocean but it's the problem isn't swimming with them i've heard the problem is the bike course goes over the section that's been flooded mate i don't even understand what's going on but basically the council are having a meeting tomorrow at 9 a.m and the decision will be rendered whether or not we can race bearing in mind this event isn't just super league there's like six thousand age groupers racing it raises millions for a kid's charity for like a hospital. So, I mean, oh really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a massive event. Like lo- logic would say they they'd go ahead with it, but we've not taken any risks. So we've moved our flight to, to to tomorrow. We were supposed to fly out today, and and then in case it is cancelled, then we'll just fly back to to Girona, mate. Will you be flying tomorrow night then? Because if that meeting's at nine o'clock, then with the time difference, that will be like five p.m., won't it? Like oh, time. it's nine a.m. Um, it's in their afternoon on Monday, so 9 a.m. Central European time. So we'll find out here at uh, 8 a.m. All right. So we'll have loads oh. of time. We'll have loads of time to uh, to kind of like make a plan. And there's a BA flight back to Girona, back to Girona that night anyway. So, so if that doesn't go ahead, what would be your next race? After that then would be, I've got Rome. I've got a World Cup in Rome, which apparently is already going to be a duathlon because of uh, water quality. I think there's a lot of people saying the water is disgusting. I heard really? an Italian an Italian say to me today, in there you don't have to test the water, you have to test the E. coli. <laughs> like I was like, what the fuck are you on about, mate? <laughs> Basically, what she was saying is there's more like shit in the water than there is water. So like that's not looking very good, is it? Yeah, and see whether or not you can handle it. Yeah. I just don't think they've tested their thresholds well enough, mate. People after Sunderland, you know. Yeah. Should have done a bigger lactate E. coli threshold test. Yeah. <laughs> I heard you guys uh, mention that on the one what you did with Tom, weren't it? You were saying about like Christian was like awesome at handling the E. coli. Yeah. Until, until Finland, mate, he had a, he had a bicarb blowout slash E. coli misfire. And yeah, he, <laughs> he had got problems. Oh God. Is that what happened to him in that race? Apparently that's what he said. With the white suit as well. So definitely yeah. would not have looked pretty. I'm surprised he finished with a white suit and a bicarb blowout, mate. That's pretty good going. <laughs> One thing I wanted to talk to you about was I saw a funny post, uh, a picture, yeah, that had your face and it said "wanted" on it. Like, what the hell's the story about that? Like, oh, what's... mate, that I, I actually I should have I should have brought this up in the lows, mate. This was a this was a mega low. So, um, I'd just been supporting Kate for two hours on on the limit. I was I was shitting bricks, mate. I was nervous. I was nervous as anything, and I was standing about six hundred meters away from the track where she was finishing. And uh, you know, she was clear in second. I was flipping out, freaking out. So I sprint sprint back to the uh, to the track, sprint back to the athletes' lounge. I got my accreditation, got my Team GB kit, so I'm all kitted out, ready to go through. 
wave it past the security guard. They're like, yeah, go through, mate, no problem. I'm sprint up to the GB staff. I'm like, where is she? Where is she? And uh, she hadn't actually finished yet because I'd kind of like ran almost as fast as she did, like in a direct line that she did on the course. So yeah. she just crossed the line as I got there. And um, and I was like, oh, where is she? Where is she? And like, oh, she's just up there. So um, I kind of like kind of skirt my way around some barriers and I'm like, oh, I've got to give her a big hug, you know, like I'm absolutely buzzing. And um, I feel this hand on my shoulder, like pulling me back. And I'm like, you know, like full, like properly yanking me back. And I just, you know, I kind of like palm it off, like, boy, you're all right, mate. Like, don't, don't grab me. And it was the, um, apparently the head organizer of this event who the whole yeah. week had apparently, I've now learned from like people with GM, DMing me and that had been like really, really tight on security and everything. I was like, what are you doing? Like, don't grab my shoulder like that. Like my girlfriend just got second in the flipping grand final. And um, he starts like getting in my face, like bloodshot red eyes, like get out now. I'm going to have you removed by security. And I was like, oh, I'm gone then. I'm accredited. You can't have me removed. I'm bloody accredited. I've not done nothing wrong. And um, then all of a sudden, five security guards, boom, they're on me. I feel like Mike Tyson after a bloody, I feel like, you know what? I, I felt like Khabib after that fight at the UFC when he jumped in the cage. I was fighting them off, like, get off me. Like screaming at these Spanish guys, like, don't touch me. Like swearing. Like, why, my girlfriend. What's why that? did they get so angry though? Were, like with you? I don't know. What was the reason behind it? I don't know. They were told, because they were told by the organizer, the guy who initially yanked me back, get him out. I was like, we yeah. God, don't get me out now. She's just finished her bloody race. I'm accredited. You can't get me out. So I was pushing, I was elbowing them. I was like, get off me. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Screaming. I was getting pissed off because like I could see Kate was coming down the into the mix zone and I just wanted to give her a hug, you know, like I was like yeah. pretty, pretty buzzing. Would she have been able to see all this? No, she didn't or... see what was going on. But like a bunch of the girls saw her and they're like, oh, he's an out. He's a, he's a boyfriend. Like, let him go. What are you doing? You're being ridiculous. And, um, and they, and they didn't let me go, mate. They pushed, pushed me out onto the street. They said, we're going to call the police. I said, oh, I'll fucking call the police for what? I haven't done anything wrong. <laughs> and then um, turns out one of the like technical officials that I knew was like walking past. And I said, oh, mate, like they've just kicked me out for nothing. Like your security guards are out of order. And uh, he calmed the situation down. It all calmed down and uh, let me back in. And I got to see Kate after her interview. But yeah, it was, it was a bit touch and go there for a minute for whether or not I was going to be... Uh, in the back of a cell <laughs> instead of uh in, instead of with my girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> i felt oh, like yeah. Khabib, mate i got swamped like and there was like five of them on me like one of them was like on my neck one of them on my shoulders and i was just like don't I'm like, don't judge me you know like obviously like the more people grab you the more you get kind of irritated so i was like yeah. you know i was like don't touch me they definitely wanted to make sure they got you out didn't they Bloody yeah hell. <laughs> they wanted the junkyard dog out mate they just didn't want any dogs yeah. in, the, in the mix zone they, they knew you would pit bull in you mate and they heard that that was a dangerous breed <laughs> <laughs> they said soon just banned them mate get him out yeah <laughs> what um have you seen any posts online that you've uh that you like the look of that take your fancy <sighs> mate i've seen a hot rumor hot rumor apparently taylor nib is doing kona what do you think about yeah, that I'll I've heard that as well. I, I I think that would be uh, good. I hope she does. I think that'll really spice Mate, that would be unreal. That would be unreal. Did you know, also hot scoop about Taylor Nib, that you know she's signed for Trek, yeah? Yeah. So she's like a full pro cyclist of Trek. And Trek have been... So basically what, what happened was the guy, the Trek guy lives in Boulder or is in, in and around Boulder. And after Utah, do you remember when she like killed everyone on a road bike he was like yeah 
this is ridiculous. I want to see the power file. I've got to see. And Taylor's really like secretive about power and all that. And, um, and she's like, oh, no, no, you know, I want to keep it for myself, all this. And he was like begging and begging and eventually bashed the door down enough. And he saw the power file and he was like mind blown. He was like, I need this girl to come to, to cycling. Like, it's just ridiculous. This I've never seen this power ever on anyone. And he's coached like Chloe Digar and all these top girls. So, um, yeah. so apparently her power is like astronomical. Really? And, uh, and he reckons that, so he's got a more error now because she wasn't very error. Obviously, he wasn't even on a flipping yeah. TT bike. Um, so he's got more aero, got on obviously a good track, kind of good setup. And uh and 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 rumor has it that um she wants to go for the hour record maybe eventually. For the hour record? Wow, that'd yeah. be interesting. They reckon she can do it. That's like forty what is that, like forty nine Ks an hour or something like that? I don't know, I need to check that. I don't even know what it is for the men's at fifty six. Yeah, the men's is like fifty seven now with Ghana. Oh, bloody hell. It's pretty that's pretty uh that's red hot how crazy would it be if a triathlete was the first person to go over 50k fuck yeah that would be that would be pretty impressive i wonder uh how much power she'd need to do that i don't know you know i don't know much about women's power like i ask kate sometimes like what power do you push in a race and she'll be like oh you know like 240 230 but then if you got it obviously like what's per kilo because they weigh a lot less but also like uh that obviously their physiology doesn't enable them to push as much watts per kilo so um it'd be interesting to know like how does that how that compares you'd basically just have to get mega aero wouldn't you on the balladrome yeah. because of the speed like the aerodynamic drag would make such a big difference the yeah. faster you go so if she could get really aero definitely yeah. could do it but Can't also if you look at her strava uh she's only got three rides on there or two rides on there and two of them are like the comms in boulder like two i don't left hand canyon or and there's another climb that's really famous and mate chase my mate chase mcqueen you know him uh yeah. he he um he's he only went about like a minute faster than her when he tried it so that's how quick she is babe, I, no, not even a minute like under a minute faster than her on like an uh on a 30 minute climb really yeah i think sam long might have the men's one on that yeah that's it that's the one i um i hate people though that only upload that's like one of my that's Pet like people. one of my that's actually a bullshit buster for me oh, people yeah. that only upload on strava when they get a com or do something, you yeah. know, like they're anonymous all the time, you know, and they yeah, yeah, like, yeah. put free rides on. It's just like when they get a com, it's just yeah. like, how sad is that? Like you're either in or you're out, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Show us your, show us all your days, you know, your big days, yeah. your bad days, you know, I just think like that is real sad in it when people yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, Selective posting bullshit buster. Selective posting. Absolute massive bullshit buster. I've like, got a bullshit buster as well. I told you about in font. Do you remember when I what came to the house one night? I said, mate, I got a bullshit buster. Oh yeah, what is it? I can't remember now. Swim to bike, swim to bike efforts. I think that's oh, to- total bullshit. I think that's total bullshit. I'll tell you why. I was at the pool doing one of my last sessions before London Super League on my own. Like, you know, everyone was gone from the center back. You know, it was just like you, me and a couple of French guys. And uh, the French under 23 team were there. And mate, you should have seen them. They had the, the, the turbos already. The bikes were looking crisp they were in their competition tri suit with their like their wetsuits goggles all like five coaches on the side of the pool they had like fans like fully set up and i was kind of watching this just like warming up you know just like doing my thing knocking it out just like doing a 4k session whatever and these guys like they you look they look like they're about to go do a bloody race they get in 100 full gas 50 full gas whatever and then on the bikes the coach is screaming 
God, like get losing their minds at these kids, like head down, like their mouth open, swinging. And, and they did that like four times through. They were there for like two hours because they were there, but they were there about half an hour before I got there. And they were still going by the time I'd done four and a half K. And two, then, two, and you only swam like how far did they swim? Like 800 meters? And there was the total, I reckon they swam less than a K. Oh, perfect. Sign me up. <laughs> sign me up go to the pool and i spend more time on the bike than i do in the water <laughs> i'm gonna join the french team that's what i'm switching nationalities now back again after a few little technical difficulties there <laughs> technical interruption sorry <laughs> yeah now so uh I can't even remember what we were then saying then can you uh we were just saying uh if you if you if you can't be asked to swim set a turbo up on poolside that's right my new training group the french french under 23 team they spend more time on the bikes at the pool than they do in the water it's like absolutely perfect <laughs> <laughs> me and tom are applying nice <laughs> right then mate how's uh how's how the pension is doing you you've been who, who you've been training with lately you're gonna do some heat prep into into florida oh no nah, florida's not that hot mate i've done this one a couple of times before is it not no nah, not really like um one t- last time when I did it, a massive cold spell came in. It was like six degrees. It was flipping freezing. Um, yeah, and it got it did get up to like 22 on race day. But even leading into it, it was like 23, 24, something like that. Really nice, pleasant conditions, to be fair. That's good conditions, so, that. Yeah, absolutely perfect. That's why it gets fast times. Um, yeah. But you, are, you're going to do a few non-drafting races, aren't you? That's the plan. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the plan. So heading to Japan for a World Cup. And then um, I've been, do you remember Stu Hayes? You know Stu Hayes? Yeah. Yeah, I know Stu Hayes. Magic Stu. He uh yeah. he keeps banging on, you know, every time I see him he says, Mate, go to Thailand. You know, do you know how he speaks? <laughs> yeah, go, yeah. To, go to Thailand. Race Laguna Phuket. He's <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh I said, you know, Kate and I said, you know what, we've had a pretty good year, like screw it. We'll just we'll just we'll just apply for this triathlon and and they've been really kind, like they 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 gave us an entry and all that and they're looking after us, so we're um we're gonna go to Thailand and and, and give it a give it a crack. But uh, so will that be that's in November, isn't it? That one. Yeah. And then will you do Bahrain seventy point three? You said you were eyeing that one up as well. Mm, yeah, you? we're eyeing it up. We're eyeing it up. We're thinking of stopping stopping on the way back and uh, stopping off in the kingdom and uh, and letting it rip on Christian's favorite course. See if we can take him on his home ground. Oh really? Will he be racing that as well then? I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, word word on the street is that Hayden's racing it. Oh, right. Wow. That'll be good then. So yeah. will, that be, will you do any other non-drafting ones as well? Like, because uh, I was talking to you when I was saying, like, yeah. you get free and you qualify for PTO, or is it just too difficult to get free? With all <laughs> yeah. Without being like smashed, basically. Yeah, I think it's going to be just a bit difficult with uh, with, with the calendar we've got. And, and I think it just like the, the Thailand thing works well, because we can do kind of like a month of training there in like Thanyapur and stuff. Do that yeah. race enjoy a bit of a holiday kind of like training holiday whatever you know like take it easy and then do yeah. bahrain on the way back for christmas uh, like before christmas you know and uh and i, I think we'll just have like a, a good break because it's been a long year and uh and we both need to come out come out strong at the start of next year to to fight for that olympic qualification you know especially kate so um no nah, i think i think we'll leave the mixed program for the for, for now <laughs> Would you, if you got say you did well in them and the PTO contacted you and they said, we want you to do the series because apparently they're going to do a series next year and they're going to do like five or six events. If they wanted to sign you up to the series, 
what would you say? Would you say yes or would you say no? Well, what's the deal? I'd say what's the deal. They said, said, we'll give you 25K, but you got to do six races, five, six races. But then, you know, the prize money could be like decent. Like, and, but you'd get prize money even if you finished last. Like, not much for last, obviously, but you'd get something. What would you? What would you do? Oh, that. Oh, mate, that's tough, isn't it? That's really tough. Um, honestly, and you're gonna say I'm boring and whatever, but like, I think I'd, I think I'd give it a pause. I think I'd, because I'll just, I'd, I'd really try to to give Paris a crack. Yeah. And then if that failed, I'd, I'd ask them for twelve and a half to do the last three. Paris a crack. You would. Would that be? What's your biggest? What's your ambition to go there? In would it be for the individual or for the mixed team relay? Because I remember you saying that the mixed team relay could be an easier one to qualify for, can it? Because to do with like the because the criteria is so hard with GB and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, none of us, none of us apart from Alex, have hit the individual criteria as of right now. it was a double podium and he only had to do one podium because he got a medal in, in Tokyo, which is fair enough. Um, but yeah, I guess now it's just between a few of us and it's just showing, I guess, who, who's the best of the lot, you know? So it's about being good individually, but also very good in the mixed team relay. Cause that's really crucial for GB, obviously like defending Olympic champions. You want to, you want to keep that medal. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck with it anyway, mate. Yeah. Uh... I'll catch up with you uh, sometime soon, I reckon, anyway. so uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, best hope Malibu goes ahead and uh, we'll all be supporting you. Cheers, pal. Hopefully the fish don't get in the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you, mate. I'll just...